Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. You can continue to support us in all the usual ways. Tweeting about the show, backing us on Patreon, buying a pin, leaving a review. We appreciate all of it. I don't have a lot of extra announcements this episode, which feels a bit weird. Uh, We are continuing to work through our backlog of episodes that need transcripts, and I'm cautiously optimistic that by the end of next month, we'll have all of Season 2 transcribed. So if you or someone you know does better with transcripts than pure audio, you can find them on our site. Picking the featured charity each month is always difficult, because there are always so many good causes in need of support. But I don't think I've ever had as much of a crisis about what cause to highlight as I did this month. So I'm going to talk about a few things that are no cost or low cost, and then on to what I settled on as the charity. First, MakeMasks2020.org is organizing people to sew face masks to donate to medical professionals and essential workers. So uh, if, like me, you have a sewing machine and a stash of scrap fabric, uh, particularly cotton, check that out. Uh, They have patterns and a lot of other really good resources for getting started on that. For those of us in the U.S., please continue to call your representatives to demand universal basic income for at least the duration of the lockdown, mandatory paid sick leave for all workers, and as much protection in terms of employment, payment, and health care for the essential workers who are keeping society running right now. Calling doctors, nurses, delivery drivers, and cashiers heroes is meaningless if we can't make sure that they're given the support and protection they need. Finally, if you're in a position where you can spare some money, my featured charity this month is your local food bank. With millions of people suddenly unemployed, food banks have become a critical way for people to feed themselves and their families. And donating money is a much better option than donating food because food banks have agreements with wholesalers and grocers to buy food at extremely low prices, meaning they can stretch a dollar a lot farther than you can. If you do want to donate something tangible, consider things like diapers, formula, toothpaste, menstrual products, toilet paper, or pantry staples like cooking oil or spices. Many of these things aren't covered by food stamps, And so many recipes rely on you having basic ingredients that not everyone can afford to keep stocked. This month, I donated money to the Greater Chicago Food Depository, but look for food banks in your area and see what you can do to support them. Stay safe, stay in touch with the people you love, and take care of yourselves as much as you can. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up on Nerex, uh, who is dressed in uh, very, like, clearly nice and, and tailored, but fairly simple clothes. And she is climbing the stairs uh, in a, a very fine, uh, richly appointed building. There's sort of like a red carpeted runner up the stairs. The handrails are polished wood. 
And as she she's climbing these stairs, about halfway up the stairs, uh, kind of a shadow falls across her, and she looks up and smiles a little bit and nods. Uh, and Madame Teslin uh, descends the stairs towards her and also smiles back. Uh, says, "Ah, oh, Nerix, oh, wonderful to see you. Uh, how has everything been with you? Are you are you doing well?" Nerix will you know smile and nod, like, "Yes, yes, I'm doing very well. I'm just heading up for my break now." Teslin nods and is like, uh, you, uh, you have a, a couple days off coming up. Uh, are you planning on spending that with your uh, partner? Um, what was her name? Minx, right? Nerex, uh, her, her smile before had been kind of a, it's the smile you give your boss. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, you know, a, a polite smile. Um, but when Minx is mentioned, it becomes a lot more genuine, brighter. Um, and, and she nods. It's like, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, depend if you know what what she's up to uh but probably i i hope so teslin's smile fades a little bit and then she you know her brow furrows looking a little worried and she says you know you i worry about you sometimes uh seeing someone who is so unpredictable i know people like that can be very exciting but very dangerous too, and I, I don't want anything to happen to you. And she like puts a, a hand on Nerix's shoulder, and that that genuine smile disappears and goes back to a very sort of polite one. And Nerix gives her a nod and steps back away from her hand and is like, "I I appreciate the concern, Teslin, but I can take care of myself." And you know they they nod at each other, and Teslin you know tells her to have a good break, and they they part. We, we first see Nerex ascending the stairs, and she just kind of rolls her eyes really dramatically and shakes her head a little. And then we cut over to Teslin, who is continuing down the stairs um, with sort of a contemplative uh, expression, and, and they, they part and, and go their separate ways. So, where do we find the magpies as they are plotting their next move, now that they have learned that Madame Teslin is uh, a, a member of the Circle of Flame. First of all, Minx isn't unpredictable. She is reckless and unstable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, of course, my mistake. <laughs> How could anyone equate those with unpredictable? <laughs> Like, we've seen what happens with Minx when she's getting ready for a party. Yes. Stuff leaks out of her room. There's a lot more stuff than should really be able to fit in there. And where did she <laughs> get or afford it even? Please, as if Minx pays for these things. <laughs> now it's like that, both, but with weapons. No doubt she filched or bought some on the way back to the nest. Her hair is down. She just, like, tore it out of her bun when she got back. And she's switched into sort of plain black rogue's clothes and is contemplating what to take. Mm-hmm. Blair is going to be going over to Minx's room and knocking on her door, if, if that's cool. Sure. The, I yeah. think the door is open, but she's got her back oh, okay. to it. Oh, okay. So, so that, like, knock on the door frame thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Minx. Oh, uh, Yabler. What are we doing? We're going to kill Madame Tesla, and that's what we're doing. Well, yeah, but you 
You can't just storm off without telling us anything. I'm not going to storm off. We're going together, right? Only if we discuss it. You just kind of rushed into your room and started changing. What is there to discuss? We know exactly where she's going to be and when. She's going to be vulnerable. We just need to do it. We need to not be stupid about it if we really want to get this done. Are you calling me stupid? No, I'm just... What I'm saying is, Minx, you're... You're angry right now, and rightly so, but... If we want to get this done and really, really get it done, we got to do this right. How do you propose we do it right? We, honestly, we've been too hesitant, taken too long before with the circle members. Every minute we wait is, at this point, more people in danger. I don't want to wait when it's Nerex in the line of fire. I know. Neither do I. So... Why don't you just finish up what you're doing in here, and then, you know, meet at the table, we'll figure out a game plan, and we will do this tonight. Okay. Alright? She's gonna pick up, uh, this one isn't a cane sword, I think. She probably only has, like, one, like, real sword that she got a while ago, mostly just as, like, a mantelpiece, essentially, Uh even though there's no mantle, no mantle in her room. I think, I'm thinking it's like a saber. No, Ooh, no, like a it's... Caval- oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, never mind, it's like an epe. Yeah! Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Like, yeah, a nice dueling sword with the handguard and stuff. Yeah, and I think it's the kind of thing that, like, a lot of people would think that it's just a decorative piece. Right. Um, but it is, it is sturdy, and it is sharp. Right. Because even when she's in a bad place, she makes sure the aesthetic is on point. Even yep. if it's a murder <laughs> weapon. <laughs> yep, of course. Myra, where where are you at? I think that when Blair comes out of um, Minx's room, she finds Myra like coming out of her own room, uh, and she kind of like gives Blair a worried look. How is she? Focused, but you know, I think I talked her down a little. We're gonna work out a plan and pull this off tonight. That's good. Yeah. Meet downstairs. Mm-hmm. I think the the three of you can convene downstairs, and Minx. You actually, just by virtue of having friends with and girlfriends with Nerex for basically the entire time she's worked uh, at the Red Lamp, you know a lot about kind of how the place uh, works. So it's a a four-story building, big, stately place with a marble facade. The ground floor is like the reception area. There's a, a bar and lounge area. Um, you, you all have, kind of have, have been to the, the lounge a few times. The, the ground floor also has um, like a couple administrative offices for some of the support staff, the security office. Um, there's a, a small on-site clinic and then a handful of uh, rooms for um, employees or clients who, you know, for whatever reason, can't make it upstairs. Second and third floor are primarily like the rooms for the employees. The third floor also has a chunk that's kind of like the employee, um, the employees only area. There's a lounge with a little kitchen, you know, private bathrooms with showers and bathtubs and stuff. Um, you know, nice little relaxing area. And then the fourth floor is Teslin's penthouse. Nerex doesn't know a ton about that. She has only been up there a few times and only like when she's been up there, it's pretty much only been in like the front 
parlor area. You also know, Minx, that there's a lot of, that this place has a lot of security. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of security personnel, probably at least a, a dozen like guards. And there are uh, very high quality Sparkcraft um, security systems that specifically are silent alarms. So that if, you know, an employee needs to raise an alarm without potentially alerting their client, they can do that and the guards will be there very quickly. You know, makes like what, what you have kind of gotten from, from Nerex is that like, whatever else Teslin may be involved in and, you know, whatever else she's involved in being part of the Circle of Flame, it's not good, but... Mm -hmm. She she takes good care of her employees. She makes sure that everybody is is safe and comfortable and and well compensated. You know that you you've always in the past been very grateful. I think for for the level of security uh, on this place, um, but now you're having to figure out how to overcome it. So that is kind of what you know going in. What other info would would you like to have or what other plans would you like to to make i i would be remiss if i didn't ask about the buildings on either side of the red land <laughs> <laughs> uh of course god it's been a while since you've done one of those it's huh? been a while it it may not be one of those but we should know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um why don't you go ahead and make um this doesn't have to necessarily be like you're leaving the nest right this moment to go look because you've been there enough you know what it is but just give me some kind of role for kind of what minx has observed uh when she's been in the area in the past you can do study you can do survey you could do something else if you'd like is this a gather info mm -hmm. yeah five so, yeah, I think that you got a five. On one side is a, like a, a, a townhome that I think has been converted into apartments. It used to be a single unified thing and now it's like a three flat. That is, yeah, so that's going to be, that's a, a three story building, but there's a, you know, a, a decent size alley between the two. And then on the other side is a, a like a four story apartment building. Uh huh. Well, that's good. But there's again, like, they're not, um, like right up on each other, there's a alley wide enough to get, uh, you know, a carriage down on either side. So doable that you could get across, but it would be, you'd probably need to string some ropes and climb across it. It probably isn't really jumpable. Right. But yes, those are the, the buildings on either side. I will also mention, I forgot to mention this about the security. The security there are, they work for, the red lamp. They are not like Umbra Hunters or, uh, as far as you know, not affiliated with right. uh, the circle in any way. So a higher level entry is possible. Although given the location, it may be such that we can just walk in the front door because she does not know that we know. Yeah. I mean, we could walk in the front door, but getting up higher, I think would be our issue. Well, that would be a simple matter of asking after the woman herself. She has no reason at the moment to suspect that we know, and if we make our reason innocuous enough. Huh. I guess we could just go with walking in the front door. That's a possibility. Is it? It depends on how compelling we make our reason and whether she would see us yeah. on short notice. 
Yeah, and I Right. She she is and also like she's a member of the Circle of Flame. Mm-hmm. The circle knows who you all are. Yeah. Right. Right. She She knows that I'm a magpie, but she doesn't know that I know that she's a circle member. Right, right. Okay, yeah. And last time we met, she was keeping that illusion, even though she knew. Because she specifically gave me the ghost information to mess with me. I also think it's at this point around the table that Minx realizes, Oh, she's the one who told me. She absolutely told me that to mess with me. I. What did she tell you? something private with me and Nerix's relationship. Something she she shouldn't have known, but I didn't think about that at the time because I was distraught. How long ago was this? A month or two. Although you would be proud of me, Blair, I think. Looking after a spirit isn't that difficult. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is that. What? But- no, no reaction? What? Mm, but that's not really my concern here right now, thanks. Or my concern right now is, you know, getting to stop Teslin. Drat, I was saving that to be dramatic. I'll have plenty of opportunity tonight. Oh boy. I'm of the mind that I should ask Pazo if he wants to help. Do you think he'll agree? For Nerix, probably. We could do that. I've asked a lot of him, but this wouldn't be for me, and this would solidify whether he still cares. I'm definitely interested to see how that goes. But I think first, Myra and Blair, is there any info that you two would like to-, to- I almost want to try and keep an eye on Nerex while this is happening, because she is has the potential of being used as a pawn or bargaining oh, that's a good point. Tool. Right, she would be working, wouldn't she? So how do we keep her safe, too? Are her appointments scheduled out, or could we get an appointment with her and just basically pay her to stay there and be safe with us? <laughs> Minx, you know that the, the way that her appointments work is that sometimes she'll have people book in advance, mm-hmm. and sometimes, uh, you know, it's just kind of like hang out in the lounge and, and people will kind of come in for sort of like, she has scheduled blocks and then open blocks, basically. Right. Can I try and get a scheduled block? That way it gives Minx a good time to go where I can at least, somebody can at least keep an eye on her. Yes. Also, one of us booking her for an hour is going to be fucking suspicious. Yeah. Well, if you use your real name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume one of us has to, like, make sure she's fine. Like, this is partly so somebody has eyes on her to make sure yeah, she's right. not being kidnapped by a guard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I this this makes total sense. That's a good plan. I think someone should, under an assumed name, book a meeting mm-hmm. with her and then fill her in during that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Nerex. Keep her there and say She's gonna be like, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions and also I mean I feel like she would be like, I can't, we can't do this. You are too close to my girlfriend. I don't I'm, want I can to say do this. someone it's else. Fine. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> now I want it to be Myra just to play out this awkward fucking scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really good. Okay, um, yeah, so Myra, if you wanted to do that, I mean, are you aiming to get something like tonight? Because you're planning on doing this tonight? Yes. Go ahead and give me a roll. You wouldn't be setting this up necessarily with 
Nerex directly. What role do we think this is? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think maybe Sway. It's Sway because I'm lying. <laughs> yes, I would definitely like to book an hour to sleep with someone. Five. <laughs> yeah, fucking Aries, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that it is the... <laughs> our, our our very ace character who is setting this up. It's going to be a, a Listen, great conversation. It's fine. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> For uh, so many reasons. Uh, you got a five, you yes, said? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, yeah, I think that with that, basically this is less inform... Th- that role was less about information and more about kind of like, it- is there a particular time that you all are kind of aiming for with when you want to do this? Probably not peak hours. Okay. Peak thirst hours. <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Are, uh, the, the early hours of the morning, probably that's towards the end of Nerex's. I, I think that she's got a night shift on this particular <laughs> day. Um, so yeah, you, you, you're aiming for 3 a.m. I think you get about, like, you get a little earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility there'll be more people around than you would prefer, but it's still late enough that it's it's probably not going to be like mm-hmm. a lot of new customers coming in right or leaving so yeah i i think that you're you're able to get that um what name do you give mm. i didn't come up with the name give me a second <laughs> it's okay <laughs> misha koros that works that that yeah. was your uh Cover identity in Minx's fan fiction. Oh my god! <laughs> there Which you go. Fiction? The oh the is this the Lyra Langdon ID? Yep, sure is. Oh, yeah, let's just do that. Oh god. Okay. Now I'm curious if Minx has shared this fan fiction with Nerys. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- yes, she. Wait, <laughs> so she do was... we want Nerys to know or no? <laughs> I will. Oh, shared it with Nerex. Yeah. Oh. That would be funny. <laughs> Nerex is like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think when we get into the score, the engagement role may determine whether or not Nerex uh, remembers that name or recognizes that name. Okay, but point is, you are able to get your, your alias booked for an hour at about like two in the morning. Uh, Blair, what did you have yes. in mind? I want to investigate specifically Madam Teslin's superstitions and what to expect on the spiritual end of security, um, which yes. I probably already know, but if I could get more info on Madam Teslin specifically. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can definitely look into that. Um, how do you want to go about that? I mean, being a Circle member, she's probably too smart to leave, you know, a paper trail. Correct. So, and I don't think we're going over there to investigate beforehand, right? It's a busy enough area that if you wanted to do an attune roll to kind of case the joint through the ghost field, you could do that. Um, uh, oh, oh, would, um, my, uh, vice purveyor, Arana, would she know anything? You, let's find out. <laughs> that's, that's what the roll tells us. Great. Let's, uh, I'll roll a, uh, consort then. Let me do yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. It's a three and a six. A six. Okay, great. So, yeah, you, you go and talk to, uh, Arana who uh, is a, a cult member of a forgotten god. So, um, yeah, I think that, like, you, you know, get really lucky with this and that um, the the cult 
that Arana is part of has provided some like custom made talismans and wards for Teslin. She has the building heavily warded, Mm -hmm. but in, in very specific ways. Cause normally like majority of people who have middle class or higher money, you pay to have your, your home or your business warded against spirits. That's just kind of standard operating procedure in, in Duskwall. Teslin has had these custom wards uh, designed and like, or, or custom like um, talismans and charms. Right. Arana tells you that like Teslin is pretty proficient with this sort of stuff. She kind of used these custom ones as the basis for wards that she set herself. It's bound specifically against unbound spirits. So just sort of spirits that are freely moving around. Um, Spirits that are in jars or people uh, can move through the wards without a problem. Additionally, the building has a lot of wards against demons, Mm -hmm. which most people don't bother with. (laughs) And... The way that they were set up is that normally when you ward a place, you want it to just be like you're building a wall, basically. Right. The demon wards are a gate that she has the ability to open and close. Oh, interesting. Um, and on six, you can you can ask some some follow up questions if you'd like to know any more about that. I do have a follow-up question. So when you said the ward is against unbound spirits, does that mean it would still... If I were to, like, unleash a spirit, would the ward protect against that? Or because it's bound to kind of my command, it's fine? You would be able to bring it past the wards in the jar. um, And then from what Arana knows, if a, a loose spirit got out, she's pretty sure that there are kind of, like... I mean, honestly, I'm picturing almost like Ghostbusters-style, like, traps (laughs) that will sort of trigger and hold the spirit. Not, like, on every square inch, but throughout the the space, that if there was a a, a loose spirit roaming around, it would not be able to do so for very long. Okay. And yeah, it's... All of that is... It it strikes you as an odd setup to have. Uh, You're not exactly sure what it means, but it's odd. That she would have demonic connections. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Something to ask Sitar about, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so let's jump back to, to Minx. And you wanted to go talk to Bazo. Uh, how, how does this meeting happen? Do you, you go to... I think she goes right up to the HQ and knocks politely on the door. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, there's a couple guards outside. Sort of the the usual song and dance of one of them goes inside to tell Bazo that you're here to see him, and I think that yeah, after a couple minutes, uh, guard comes back. You're you're escorted up to uh, his office. You have to wait outside for a little bit, and you can kind of hear like low voices inside, and then yeah, uh, a couple people come out. Um, one of them has what looks like a fresh black eye. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, But, like, it doesn't, other than that, it doesn't look too bad. Like, it doesn't look like Bazo just beat the shit out of someone. It just looks like, this is something I feel like that you you know Bazo well enough to be like, oh, this person fucked up, Bazo punched him once, and now they're cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
it wasn't such a significant fuck up that he had to kill him. It's just right. you fucked up. Pop him in the face. Now we're good. Yeah, sounds about right. So they leave, and like I think that they have some like like it looks like a rolled up map that they're carrying. They don't really pay much attention to you. Yeah, you you can head on inside. Uh, Bazo is you know behind his desk sorting through some some papers and stuff, and like looks up and just kind of like Minx, Minx is still disheveled, kind of just in black with hair down. Yeah, he he looks up and I think does a bit of a double take. Did when you told the guards who you were, did you say that Minx is here to see Bazo or Ellie is? That Ellie is. Thought so. So he he looks up and like he looks a little worried uh, and is like, "What's going on?" Not to sound pat- patronizing, but you know what the Circle of Flame is, yeah. Uh, I mean, a little bit. I know that they've been fucking with you and you've been fucking with them back. Made my life difficult recently. Don't know much more. Turns out Madam Teslin's one of them. Want to come help kill her? Give me a roll. I think this is going to be consort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's five. I, I think when you say it's Madam Teslin, like his eyes go wide. And I, I think he'd been like standing up, shuffling through some papers, and he kind of like drops into his chair. It's like, shit. Nerex is okay? Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine right now. Yeah, fuck. Me and the girls are planning on going after her tonight. Tonight? I mean, shit, yeah, fuck, fuck! <sighs> uh. I won't blame you if you don't come, if you kind of just don't want to associate with both of us anymore than whatever that's, that's your problem. Come on, Ellie, I, look, you and me have had our problems, but it's Nerex. <sighs> that's why I'm here. <sighs> okay. I can't have somebody like that. I can't have somebody at Teslin's level's blood on my hands for what I'm All trying right. to do here. That said, I am not just going to, I'm not going to not do anything. What, what would help? What would make this easier for you? Really? It's their guards we're worried about. Just a sheer numbers thing. Got it. A few of my people who wanted to get out of this life go a little more legit. Uh, Nerex helped me get him jobs there. I can talk to him. See if they'll uh, let you in a side door. It's not going to get you all the way up. Uh, and I can, me and a couple of uh, my people, we can hang around, cover the streets uh, in case any blue coats decide to show up or anybody else that somebody like that can call on. Minx's face kind of softens a little bit and says, thanks, Bazo. It means a lot. And every little bit helps. Yeah. I'll get as far as you can take me, and then I've got two hands and a sword, so. Yeah. Well, and you're not going in solo. You got those friends of yours. (laughs) That's true. Just, um, I don't need to tell you this, and you're probably going to be pissed at me for saying it, but you make sure she's all right. Of course I will. He nods and is like, all right, get the fuck out of here. I got work to do. I think you do too. But he, he's not saying it like an angry way. He kind of gives you a, a, right. a half grin as he stands up. and Minx will give a weak smirk yeah. before leaving. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that that one pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's going to basically, uh, if anything happens where outside interference would be coming in, he's going to like extend the clock where maybe it would have been a a four it'll be a six or an eight 
he's going to be able to slow people down. Um, and you getting in will, will go a little better. So let's do the engagement roll then. So this is going to be a 2d6 roll. Fun fact, if you roll dice on an open book, both dice will end up tilted at an angle. Interesting. <laughs> Reroll on a flatter surface. Okay, that's six. Oh, awesome. Nice. Let's start with Myra. Uh, you, you show up uh, at, at the red lamp at the, the appointed time and head over into the lounge. And uh, Nerex is sitting in one of the lounge chairs. <laughs> and her expression doesn't change an inch when she sees you. She just gives you a warm smile and, and stands up and, and you know, kind of takes your hands. It's like, Misha, it's so wonderful to meet you. Uh, come with me and I, I can uh, give you a tour of the place. Um, she does not give you a tour. Mm-hmm. She walks you straight up to the second floor to, to her room. She opens the door. She ushers you in. She closes the door, locks it, turns around and goes, you want to explain what the fuck is going on, Myra? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> it is not, in fact, what, I, what it appears to be. You're fine. I Don't worry. I figured for a great number of reasons. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just here to keep you safe. For an hour or so. Keep me safe from what? And I think on that, <laughs> we <laughs> smash cut. So Myra can, de- or Minna can decide how much Myra tells her. We cut over to uh, a side door uh-huh. of the building. Minx and Blair uh, are, are coming down this, this side alley. Uh, there's a couple guards standing outside. And they see the two of you. And just kind of look you over. Like, it, it looks like they're, they're kind of studying you to make sure that you match a description. One of them is like, names? Ellie. Blair Culhane. They, they nod and uh, open up the door. Uh, and like, open it a crack. And then they both look back and be like, Teslin's the only one that you hurt here, all right? Anybody else gets hurt and we're going to do our fucking jobs. That's the idea. Understandable. So they, they open up the door. Uh, and you are kind of in a, a back hallway. This is a part that, that you haven't seen, Minx. But it's, it's kind of back in the like administrative office area. There's like storage closets and uh, the laundry room is down here. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Uh, and then there's kind of the, the back stairs that wend their way up through the building. Um, basically so that kind of the, the cleaning staff can move through the building um, without being seen out in the hallways very much. Ah, okay. Now, I will point out that the two guards who let you in know what you're doing. The rest of the guards do not. <laughs> yes. So you will need to, to evade them. Right. So I, I think to kind of make it up to the, the second floor without detection, uh, we will need some kind of roll or without risking detection. Uh, maybe a group prowl here? I I have two stress. I don't know how much Blair has. Um, I have completely zero stress, so I can lead if you need me to. Yes, please. Okay. What are we rolling? Uh, a controlled prowl. Uh, this is oh, going to okay. be standard effect. So yeah, both of you go ahead and roll prowl. Well, I got a two. I got a five. Five. Okay. 
Uh, okay, so you hesitate. Withdraw and try a different approach or do it with a minor consequence. Um, so I think what happens is you start up the the stairs. Um, and I think it's like the they it's not just a straight shot up. It's like it goes up and then there's a landing and then it turns and continues up. You're about at the landing when you hear footsteps in the hall above you. Mm-hmm. So somebody's up there and you can either withdraw and, and try a different approach or you can continue with your, or you, you know, do it with a minor consequence, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm in favor of doing it with a minor consequence. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Minor complication, reduced effect, harm makes zero sense. Uh, I think it's just that you're going to be in a risky position now. Okay. You you basically, like, I think you get to the landing and you can see shadow moving up above you. And you, you get a glimpse of uh, a couple guards who seem to just sort of be walking the halls. They're, they're just kind of on, on patrol, as it were. Mm-hmm. You've got at least two guards that are kind of moving around in in this area. Yeah, as as Minx and Blair are kind of crouched on these stairs waiting for the guards to pass, uh, we, we cut back over to, to Nerix's room. What has Myra opted to tell her? Has, has Minx told you much about the Circle of Flame? I'm trying to remember. I don't think that she has, right? No. Like, I think Nerix knew we were at war with someone for a while. Yeah. Minx has gone to great lengths to not tell Nerix about a lot of what she's tangled up in. So, okay, so Nerix, like, folds her arms and is like, no, she doesn't really tell me a lot about what you all get up to. They are a very dangerous organization, and their members have not shown much hesitation to hurt people we're close with to get to us. Is that... They went after Harker, didn't they? Minx, a few months ago, Minx came over and was really worried about something happening to me, and... They did. She said that people... They've gone after multiple people. Now... And you think, they're coming after me? Not yet, but there's a large risk tonight that it could happen, so I'm here to keep you safe. Why, Why tonight? What's happening? We found out the identity of the last member of the Circle of Flame. We jump back to Blair and Minx uh, on on the stairs. You're you're approaching the second floor. There's guards about. So I think to to kind of safely continue on to the third floor without being spotted, um, it'll need to be another roll, and you're in a risky position. Okie dokie. It's probably going to be another prowl, right? Yeah, I guess another group prowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can lead again. Okie dokie. You know what? I think I am going to push myself on this one. All right. Just to make it absolutely all sure. All right. That's a six. Oh, all right. And a critical. Whoa. <laughs> so do I- okay. <laughs> so what does that mean for my stress? I don't take anything? You take no stress, uh, and you, you do it with increased effect. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I think that like the two of you just kind of like wait there for a little bit, and the, the guards loop around the, the top of the stairs and then head off down the hall kind of towards where the, the rooms are. And then you just walk up the stairs to the third floor. And now you're on the third floor. We have the power of dramatic timing on our side. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're up on the third floor. Um, there don't appear to be guards actively patrolling up here right now. Now, the thing is, you have reached the third floor 
mm-hmm. you do not see any stairs that go up further. Interesting. So we have yeah. to go looking for those. Yes. Okay. Um, is it just like a hallway full of doors? Pretty much. Uh, there's, so like, if you kind of go out to, that. what I'm picturing is that you're in sort of a little, like, foyer type mm-hmm. area that has a door, and if you crack that door open and peer down, yeah, it's a, a very nice, sumptuous hallway with a, a soft carpet, and yeah, doors just kind of lining on both sides, and then the hallway turns about five or six doors. Mm-hmm. You're not sure what else is, is down there? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any clever ideas here. I think we just need to go through and... Just start looking around? Yeah. Okay. Make make some rolls to see uh, what you can survey. What you can find, yeah. Do we want to do a group survey? Um, if you want, yeah, let's do that. This is still risky. Five. I got a two. Two. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> it's okay. Blair's going to take another point of stress. Result is a five. You do it, but there's a consequence. So I think you you creep down the hall, creep, 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 and like peer around the corner. What you can see is there's a uh, like a set of double doors. At the, there's a few more doors that go into like private rooms, and then there's a set of double doors that makes your guessing that like that's the employee only area, um, like the employee lounge and stuff. Mm-hmm. You you see that, and makes your guessing that like kind of based on the layout of this place, that probably the access to the penthouse would be somewhere back in that employees only area. Probably. You're standing, you're, you're kind of both peeking around the corner, looking at these double doors, and behind you, you hear a door unlock oh. as someone has finished a session and is going to be walking their client out. Well, that's behind us. We can duck around the corner, right? Yes, but the, the risk is that you're going to get seen. Basically, it's, I'm, it's kind of reduced effect, uh, in that you, you did not make it all the way to the place you need to get. You'll need to make another roll to, to get to the lounge area. Uh, and then there's a possibility that, that you'll get spotted by these people. Right. But I think if we just move around the corner and are quiet for a second, we can avoid being seen here. It will need to be a roll, though. Yeah. So I'm thinking Prowl. Unless yeah, definitely Blair a wants prowl to do again. something different. No, Prowl, for sure. I want to maintain stealth as long as we can. Yeah. Uh, you going to group? Sure. I got a four. Okay, is Blair, Blair still leading? Yeah, I got a two. Okay, so Blair, you're going to take uh, a point of stress. Uh-huh. You two, like, you hear this door starting to open, and you whip around the corner and just kind of, like, freeze. And you can kind of hear, like, uh, you know, low voices talking um, as as the door opens, and like the conversation falters for a second, and then there's a, a bit of a pause, and then it picks up again, and you can hear them walking away down the hall. And I think that you can kind of the the tenor, like you can't hear the specific words, but the tenor of the conversation has changed from a warm, affectionate afterglow type <laughs> conversation to a little more urgent and concerned. Uh-huh. So I'm going to start a clock. Uh-oh. Yeah. For security is alerted. No. Uh, and we're going to put that at one out of 
one out of four. Basically, one of the employees is like, just saw, like, didn't get a good look at you, but like, saw people whip around the corner who don't look like they belong here. And it's like, I'm just gonna let somebody know that something weird is happening up on the third floor and not be here. Hmm. But the, the two of you are able to, to kind of continue on down to the, the lounge. And I think that as you reach those doors, we're going to cut back down to Myra. So we've been looking for her for a while, and it turns out that your employer is that remaining member, which obviously means you've been in a lot more danger than we realized up till now. Nerex is like frowning really intensely and like sits down on the edge of the bed, kind of twisting her hands together. She's like, she's always been so so good to to us, to me, to, to everybody here. Are you are you certain? Pretty sure. Yeah, we've got some friends who've been doing research into this for gotta be months now. And I trust their research. Where's Minx? Why isn't she the one here? Why are you here? Because Minx has a job to do. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. And check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper, and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Okay. Sane Sync there took a lot of effort, because as I was counting down, my brain suddenly was like, three, two, one, Minx. <laughs> that's very cute. And I was just like, no, that's not what we say, Brain. If you say that, you're going to throw everyone off and we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs>